You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 171. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenbloom. Today and every Tuesday, I am here to be your coach and your guide to help you end emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. This is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the work I do. Right here is where coaching meets psychology and psychology meets brain science. And this, my friend, is where your problem ends. So get comfy and get ready to be coached. Today's coaching session, as always, is brought to you by the Freedom Group, a monthly membership for smart women just like you who are ready to stop overeating from stress and from habit and learn how to make space for more happiness in their life. You can learn more about the Freedom Group in the show notes of this episode. Stay tuned to the end because I have a free gift for you that I want to tell you how to get today. All right, let's get started with your coaching session. Today, we're working on this, how and why you should hold yourself accountable for what you eat. I'm going to explain how that works. But first, I want to ask you this, how are you right now? We're all going through a big challenge that brings up a lot of emotions. You know that these emotions come from your thinking. So if you're thinking that you can't handle this, you can't handle not knowing how and when this crisis that we're all going through will end, if you're listening to me in real time as I record this, then those kinds of thoughts will create fear. They'll create worry. They'll create anxiety. They'll create overwhelm. You may be feeling all of them. What I'd like to ask you right now, though, is if you're managing these feelings, are you managing your fears and your thoughts, or are you letting them lead you into actions that you don't want to be taking, or are they preventing you from doing what you want to be doing? Look at your actions and your mood and your eating and see what you need help with. This is right where we do that work on our brains so that we could go through even times of extreme uncertainty like now with grace and without panic. All right, now let's get to our coaching session for today. How to hold yourself accountable for what you eat. You know, when you were young, you were accountable to your parents and your teachers, right? As you grew up, you still were accountable maybe to your boss or your partner, but were you ever accountable to yourself? I want to look with you right now at what it means to be accountable. And what does it mean when you're accountable to yourself? Because we think that being accountable to someone else, we think that's what we need to accomplish something, right? But I think what we really need is to learn how to answer to ourselves. A lot of people think when they join a weight loss group, like the Freedom Group, that someone will hold them accountable. And maybe you do form a little accountability group or partnership with someone to help you do something because somebody will be following up with you to see if you did what you said you were going to do. But what I want to help you with today is for you to shift your accountability from someone outside yourself 
to you. I want your opinion of yourself and the job that you're doing to matter and to be taken seriously, but in a kind, compassionate way by you in all areas of your life. So how do we define accountability? It's when you're responsible for something. It's when you are answerable for your actions or for your decisions. When you're accountable to someone else, you might be asked to explain why you did or didn't do something that you committed to. And in the end, when you're accountable to someone, you admit whether you followed through or not. You usually then get some feedback from that person and you use that feedback to help you keep going forward. Accountability is both how you think about what you're trying to do, and it's also a skill set. So it's how you think and what you do. Let's see how this fits in with you wanting to change how you eat. You want to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're lightly full, correct? You made a promise to yourself and now you want to follow through. But You have a habit of seeing food that looks appealing and you go for it. You might forget to check in and see whether you're hungry or not. You eat without really being hungry, so there is no clear signal of when to stop eating. Have you been there? I know, I certainly have. But then what happens? You didn't do what you said you would do, and maybe you automatically feel bad. Now, this is certainly not what I want you to do. There is zero upside to making yourself feel terrible, to calling yourself names, or to hating yourself for eating too much food. So you might have that habit of beating yourself up, or you might have the habit of just letting it go really quickly, which on the surface sounds good. It sounds better than the self-beating, right? But when you do that, when you just let it go with no self-discussion, when you make a mistake, then there is no accountability to yourself. Let's take a look at what happens when you don't hold yourself accountable. When you slip, when you don't keep your promise to yourself, the pain of breaking that promise is so great that you don't want to face it. So you just sweep it under the rug. You don't want to spend time looking at your failure, so you blow away the accountability. You blew it, you ate more than you needed. Then you think about how much you regret what you did. Then you might get quietly mad at yourself. And after a very brief period of time, you move on and you go and you start that endless search again for a new solution. But here's the part that's missing. You're not holding yourself accountable. You're not thinking about what went wrong. And then there's no understanding gained from the mistake. So when you break your accountability agreement with yourself, you give it very little thought. You tell yourself, well, it's too late. I already did it. Why bother thinking about it? The goal is not to make yourself feel bad about something you already did. But here's another way to look at it. Just because you want to do something and you say you're doing it for yourself and you really, really want to do it doesn't mean that you're holding yourself to that promise. Think about what happens when you break a promise to another person that you care about. Let's say you make a dinner date with someone and you just forget all about it and you leave them sitting in a restaurant waiting for you. You're a no-show. 
You feel bad, right? You tell yourself you messed up. Most likely you apologize to them. You try to make it right. Maybe it's too late to make it right, but in an effort to not let it happen again, you think about it and you see if you could figure out how to make amends with them. Now look at the contrast between not honoring your accountability promise to a friend and not honoring a promise to you. When you shove your mistake away quickly because you don't want to feel bad, you're not making yourself feel better. You're just burying your mistake. You made a mistake and your goal is not to make the mistake again, right? Your goal is to lessen the number of times you let yourself down, just like you would want to decrease the number of times you let anybody in your life down. But you don't want to deal with your own broken promise, especially about your eating, because you've probably tried to make and keep these promises many, many times. I think the reason you do this is that you don't know the difference between blaming yourself for your broken promise and taking responsibility for your broken promise, even and especially to yourself. And what I mean is another way of saying being accountable to yourself. Blame is beating yourself up for something you did or didn't do. You call yourself all kinds of names and you use what you did or didn't do as evidence that you're just a hot mess and you just can't do this. You can't do what you promised to do. That's blame. But accountability and responsibility are very different than blame. They mean that you own your actions. You own the decisions you made. You own the feelings that led you to the actions that you took. And you're able to even see the thoughts you had that drove the whole thing. You're in charge. You aim to do well, but you're human, right? Just like me, just like everyone, you're human and you're imperfect. If what you're promising to do is new for you and you're learning it as you go and you give yourself the grace of falling down and not making it mean anything about you, except that you are learning, this is the difference. Remember, failing is a critical part of learning anything new. Did you get in a car at age 16 or so and drive like a pro? Most likely you did not. And as much as you wished you could do it smoothly and correctly, you didn't hate yourself for not being an instant expert driver. But nor did you say, oh, no big deal. I don't want to think about it. You learned. You learned what needed to change. You got back in the car when your parents let you, and you got better and better each time you drove. You were responsible for your attempts. You were responsible for the results, whether you did well or not so well. You didn't blame yourself. You knew that this was a part of the deal, learning to drive. So you didn't escape being accountable. And of course, you were accountable to whoever was teaching you. But now, with your attempts to change the way you eat and deal with your emotions, you're so uncomfortable with not doing it well that you brush away your fail and you don't examine it. Now, remember that I mean examine it in a kind, compassionate way so that you could learn. You hold yourself accountable for what happened so you can do better next time. 
you don't pretend nothing happened or that you just don't care while you bury yourself in a pile of sweets to feel better. But nor should you hate yourself for your fail. You shouldn't act like something is wrong with you, nor should you act like this is no big deal and it doesn't matter. Here's the thing. When you make a promise about eating and you don't keep that promise, it's not the end of the world. You didn't hurt another person. But if you want to change what you're doing and how you're eating, then you need to be curious about what happened to examine it in a loving way. What happened? What did I do right? What do I feel good about? I want you to ask this, even if you think the answer is nothing, I don't feel good about anything that I did. Because I want you to train yourself to start looking for the good in what happened, even if the good is just this routine of being accountable to yourself. And then ask, what do I need to do differently? What can I plan for next time? Now, doesn't this feel better and more honest than just shoving it away like you don't care or yelling at yourself like you just did the worst thing in the world? You are in this life mainly accountable to yourself. Yes, you might have parents or children, or friends, or a boss, or a coworker, or employees that you answer to. You probably don't have that much trouble answering to them. But what I want you to start practicing is answering to yourself. Even if, and especially if no one knows but you what you did or didn't do. No one knows more than you about your broken promise to yourself, especially about something as personal as eating. Is it painful to fail and hold yourself accountable? It might be a little uncomfortable if you're not used to it. You might feel a little bit like you did when the teacher made you stand up and explain why you didn't do your homework. But this is different because this is for you. So here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to set a tiny goal for yourself in the area of eating. Make it small, make it concrete, make it specific. And when it happens, notice whether you kept your word and were able to do it or didn't keep your word. And then no name calling, no beating yourself up, but yes, I want you to hold yourself accountable and have a little mental chat, mental or on paper, about what just happened, about why your goal was not achieved, about what you'll aim to do next time. That's it. And that should feel really good because you're not hating yourself, but you're also not kidding yourself by saying, oh, no big deal. It doesn't matter. It does matter. That's why you want to change. So own the desire to change and together we will work and make it happen. Now, remember I said I had a gift for you today and I want to make sure you get it. If you overeat for any reason, what you probably wish for most is a way to prevent yourself from starting that overeat. You want to catch yourself from overeating before you start. So I created a gift for you that will show you exactly how to do that, how to catch yourself before you eat when you're not hungry. This gift is called the five D's 
the letter D, and it's a really useful tool to show you five different strategies so that you don't feel like you have no choice when you get that urge to eat and there's no hunger. This gift is a short video and a little workbook that will help you tackle your overeating when it counts, which is before you do it. This tool is something I use all the time in the Freedom Group, and now I'm sharing it with you. You can find the link to this gift, the five D's, right in the show notes, or you can go directly to weightlossmadereal.com slash gift. I hope you give it a try. I do hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and that habitual overeating habit step-by-step until they both become something you used to do. We both know that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you to stay safe, stay healthy. That is your first priority. And also, as you search for answers, keep it real, my friend, just like you. And I will see you right back here next week.